Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Wookiee Prisoner Time. I'm Sean Brzezinski. I'm Tim Signorelli. And I'm Brendan Harney. And we are here today to bring the Star Wars conversation to all corners of the galaxy. Welcome back, guys. We're here to discuss some Bad Batch episodes today. How are you guys? Yep. Sir. Pretty Puck good. Puck taking a turn since I was last here. <laughs> Mixing things up. Messing Creative juices have been flowing. Yeah, we're uh, messing around with a few um, a few shorter episodes, which has been pretty fun. Just to, uh, you know, maybe not have time for a full episode, but 10 minutes here and there has been nice. Um, Tim, before we get into our little Bad Batch discussion today, you have a potential trivia question you want to ask us? Yeah, let's see if I can stump you guys. So for, for our listeners out there, we did on May the 4th, we did a trivia in the city. And guys, I, I think we literally got one question wrong out of maybe like 55, I think it was. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I forgot about that. That was pretty impressive. And, I, and I so think we what, lost. No, we won. I think what happened was, didn't we like tie with that one guy that went by himself? Mm-hmm. But he was arguing over like some like technicality. But they they said the tiebreaker was going to go down to who had the last or who, who had the best name. And weren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> not not the drinks you're looking for. And then the waitress was like, all right, that's pretty sick. And then she gave us the win. <laughs> that's a good memory you got. How could I forget? We got the free. Uh... I know. Was that on May the 4th? Yeah. I th- yeah. It was oh. like a Thursday or something. And then we get the free uh, free Jameson shots. We were like, oh, do we get like a free gift card, <laughs> like a shirt? She's like, no, here's a shot. No. <laughs> yeah. A, a fine consolation, I guess, for answering all but one question, right? Yeah. <laughs> So th- this will be good. This will this will keep us uh, sharp for a couple, a few months from now, I should say. So I have I have two. I feel like you guys are going to know at least one of these, but let's just let's just see how sharp your trivia skills are. Uh, if you it. know the an- if you know the answer, you can acknowledge it. You know the answer, but don't shout it out. Let the other person think it through. So we have two here. The first one uh, is. What model of aircraft did Luke use to bullseye womp rats? Mm. Harney, any ideas? Bujo knows it. I <laughs> I can pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I know, but I can like I envision. See. I can envision him saying it, but I can't remember what it is. So this Go is ahead. of course New Hope. I want to say probably like what, like twenty minutes into the movie or something. Yeah. He's sitting there. He's like 16 years old, and he's still flying the toy in the sky. Right. All right, I'll I'll jump in if Harney. You don't want to give a guess. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Go for it. I'm pretty sure it's a T16 Skyhopper. Okay. Any other guesses here? All right. All bets totally are off. Lost. And we got a winner. Nice. Woo! Nice. I feel like I knew the T16 piece, but not. The Skyhopper, I, I didn't recall that. That, um, I feel like it's one of those where, yeah, I thought I definitely thought of T16 first, and then kind of like after I said that, mm-hmm. I kind of just finished my thought and it rolled off the tongue. The Skyhopper, rolls off part. the tongue, yeah. yeah, nice. All right, gold medal, nice. Uh, cool. And let's do one more. So, this is the classic, like, oh, it's a it's movie trivia, but it's not actually in the movie, you know, like kind of like behind the 
Oh boy. So what is the real life location where Hoth was filmed? Oh wow. Ooh. Real life oh, location. Man. I I didn't know this. Oh, I, I saw see it I, in the... I, I saw okay. it and I was intrigued by it. I didn't know it when looking at it. I remember in the documentary they were saying that it literally was like that cold there, like it was oh. frigid. Yeah. Oh man. And so I know, I know, like, I know they, where you got it from. I think, but I, they got snowed in and had to like delay filming and production. Huh. At least for a little bit, I think. Did not um, know. Is it in? Is it in Russia? No, uh, I don't no. think so. Nah. I, I think it's either one of those like Scandinavian countries. Potentially, uh, I'll 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 just guess Denmark maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Brandon, you got anything? Uh, I'm gonna. You already said no to. It's uh, it's Europe. I'll give you that much. It's in Europe. I'm sticking with Russia up in Siberia. Okay, uh, Bouja, you were you were on to something in the Scandinavian country. Uh, it was Norway. Ah. Oh. Uh. So close, close. Oh man, yeah. isn't that like your homeland? <laughs> Me or Tim? <laughs> <laughs> <Dude>. Janowski. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, really. I didn't know that. <laughs> I I did know that uh, Tatooine was, I think, like Tunisia, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I knew that. I don't know if that was in the, the documentary, but that was the one I knew. It's right there. Little Tatooine tidbits. So. Nice. You know, you got a you got a fun icebreaker at the next party you go to. Hey, nice. Cool. <laughs> I mean, the uh, I'll continue to sing the praises of all those behind the scenes uh, docs. I'm yeah. pretty sure, like the Empire of Dreams one has probably the uh, what'd you say Norway uh, location in it. So mm-hmm. definitely check that out if you haven't. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. It is a good one. Nice. All right. Cool. All right. All right cool. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. That was a nice little fun starter for us here. That's what I um, do. But let's get into, we got two episodes of The Bad Batch the last two weeks uh, that we'll talk about today. Uh, the episodes were episode nine, The Crossing, and episode 10, Retrieval. Um, so just a quick little summary of these two episodes that kind of go hand in hand. Um, I imagine we'll you know, do something a little different on the show next week, um, but these were on the same planet. Um, so the Batch are basically on a mission to mine this precious, uh, I guess, energy or crystal called Ipsium. Um, this is a mission for Sid. <laughs> we, don't, we don't get the, uh, the start of the mission where she sends him out, but along the way, things kind of go awry. Their ship gets stolen. They are left to ditch the Ipsium that they mined and have to go and mine it, mine it again. Um, along the way, Omega and Tech kind of are in a little spat, but you know, at the end, they engage in a heart-to-heart um, and kind of resolve things between between them. And we leave off on a bit of a cliffhanger. You know, they don't really know where they're going. They don't know where their ship is, but it leads us right into today's episode, where you know, throughout, they eventually track down the ship thanks to our friend Gonky, <laughs> which was a pretty fun. Uh, pretty fun um, way of tracking it down and then in an attempt to get it back uh, they essentially set free a group of starved workers uh, on this unknown planet to us um, and of course during all these Bad Batch episodes 
our team learned some things along the way. So I guess sure I, will, I will just go ahead and um, start and say that, I mean, these two episodes combined really worked for me. Uh, the kind of just like the emotional impact of the first episode at the end with Techno Mega, I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I really loved. And that's kind of my main takeaway from, from these two. How did you guys like them? I was kind of I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like first first time watching it, um, it was like it was the perfect time for them to get trapped in a cave and have to talk about their feelings. Yeah, mm-hmm. like coming off of those uh, the the two episodes before. Yeah, it was nice to kind of slow down, but not slow down to a point where like you don't really care what's going on. Like they they reflect nicely on what just happened and everything, so uh, yeah. So that's that was my uh, first takeaway as well. Yeah, it, like just like a obviously it was like a tough act to follow, and I think they did it really well. I feel like we were joking after the mid season event, but like you know the the one after this is just going to be like a plain old mission. Uh, but I think they kind of exceeded expectations there, which was cool. I think it was definitely like a more serious tone and something I didn't really expect to get. Like I, like the whole, I guess we'll get into it in a few, but just the whole, like the fallout of echo leaving, I I didn't really expect them to like go much into that. I thought they would kind of just acknowledge it, move on, but I did appreciate like the emotional impact of that and how it affected Omega and how she dealt with that with the rest of the team. Yeah. Yeah, it, um, it makes you realize how weird it is when he's not actually there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does and feel like something is missing. They, I mean, they pretty much address it straight away. You know, when because it, it, it does kind of seem just like they're on another mission. You know, and we could have like that cynical view of it, but I mean, this was so much more than that. I mean, just in them plotting out how they're going to approach what they needed to do, right? They just, they plan out, say like, oh, like, you know, we don't have Echo anymore, so we have to split up a different way than we would have. Um, and things just keep <laughs> going wrong, I guess. Uh, not to say that Echo would have solved this whole mission, but it certainly feels like the the loss of him there mm-hmm. affected them. Yeah, and like, I think, the, like, Tech more than anyone being so practical, like they try to just keep a level head and just move on. But I, I thought it was cool just Omega like calling them out, like, all right, look, can we just like take a step back for two seconds and talk about this? I felt like the whole batch, like they're just very like pragmatic and like they they have come to terms with it, but obviously Omega hasn't. But her just like, you know, kind of pulling up the rug from underneath them, just being like, look, like yeah, we're stuck here, but, like, this is something that's upsetting me, and, you know, with the family dynamic has changed so much, so, like, let's just, let's just talk it out, like, let's get, she wanted to get, like, upset about it, and, you know, share how she was really feeling, so I think that was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was some, some uh, masterful uh, one-on-one towards the end there, in, in the, the bottom part of the cave, the setting was nice with, like, the glowing water and everything Mm -hmm. in there, and it just beautiful. like it just worked perfectly, mm-hmm. and they kind of, I mean, they tee it up the whole episode. Like Tech is just <laughs> he's being so harsh throughout the whole thing, and Omega's just like having a really hard time, like we said with Echo leaving, and then 
to add on to it, their ship gets stolen, which they pretty blatantly say, like, you know, that's their home. Um, and especially after, you know, what they went through with Camino being destroyed, like, and now their their home, their ship gets stolen. So it's kind of just like, all right, well, we're suffering loss after loss here. <laughs> and Omega's just not really having a good time about it. But it yeah. seems like, yeah, everyone else is kind of just, like, trying to push it under push it under the rug and just go on. But she's just like, like you said, Tim's like, let's actually just talk about this. Cause this is upsetting. <laughs> yeah. It sounds cliche, but it's like, it's the only family she's ever known kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, she has that. I mean, when they're talking at the end, she's like talking to tech and saying like, you know, we're more than just a soldiers or whatever. We're a family. And it's funny, Tech kind of like has to think about it for a second. He's like, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Of course yeah. we are. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it, that kind of that kind of uh, played into the conversation between uh, Benny and Omega in the next episode kind of well. Mm-hmm. I like, as soon as I saw that conversation, I, was, I, would, I thought to myself, I was like, all right, Dave is really like getting into the emotional, like character development of Omega now. And I'm, really enjoying it because it was like it wasn't just her being like so idealistic and so like like blindly optimistic about everything she kind of like saw what his situation was and was like yeah i mean listen i'm gonna help you out because you're helping us out and then it was like a little bit like a moment of maturity for her Mm -hmm. yeah um tim i'll throw this over to you because i know we kind of I think texted after last week's episode, like we kind of got that like um, tech and Omega kind of handing off lessons and perspectives to each other. Right. So I mm-hmm. kind of mentioned that like, yeah, now Omega learned some things from tech where it is valuable to kind of look at things in a practical view um, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of, it was just like a moment of like acknowledgement at that end of that first episode that I picked up on. Like, obviously, Tech learned to be a little bit more, like, empathetic and understanding of how Omega was feeling. But then I think, like, also, like, Rector says something like, well, what are we going to do then? And then Omega just, like, kind of quips, like, you know what? Well, we're going to figure it out. And she kind of, like, gives, like, a nod to Tech. So they kind of, like, walked away from that experience. Just, like, you know, Tech being a little bit more, like, open and then learning, like, you know, maybe I can be a little more practical about some things. I think it just goes to, like, the whole theme of, like, you know, growing up in Star Wars, you know, like, obviously Luke being, like, the prime example, right? You know, he goes home and his aunt and uncle are killed. He's left with this wise master and he's got to choose his path. Like, I think that's kind of what they're, like, reinforcing here. Like, the world around Omega is, like, changing and she just got to accept that. Like, she can still be herself and be that caring person, but you know, she's, she's got to adapt. So. Yeah. Yeah, And that's what, I mean, tech says too, right? Like, you know, we adapt and we, we move forward. So yeah, that was really nice. Um, I feel like, and just the whole, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to pose a question if you have one more thought. Yeah. No, no, go for it. I was going to say, what, what was your guys thoughts on like Sid because they reach out to her, right? And she's literally just like, "Oh, I'll try in like a few days." Like, what do we, what do we think that speaks to like 
her character, like if, if that has more of a meaning. But uh, it just felt like she wasn't really willing to like jump in there when needed, especially after like the racing, the Riot Race episode. Yeah, I feel like she's kind of dead to them at this point. <laughs> like that was that was like the the uh, the nail in the coffin. I feel like, yeah, like it, it was it tech that literally brings up like especially after the the riot racing thing, and then she's like, mm, yeah, you're right. Oh, maybe in a couple of days then. Like yeah. they they really like uh, exaggerate that to show that she's like she's she might be up to no gun down. I'm thinking that's a damn shame felt like she was kind of turning a corner of just like or at least just like becoming friends with them you know yeah i think it'll i think it'll play into i mean she, uh, during that transmission right she she got kind of just like cuts it off cold too <laughs> after she says yep trying a few days cut yes. yeah yeah they're just like what what like we've helped you time and time again but i think and we've talked about this on previous episodes like i think it'll play into them I mean, not ditching her, but like you know, moving on. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And like that shows them that she's not exactly looking out for them. Efforts elsewhere. I mean, hopefully. Kind of turned into a droid again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. No, I, I was just saying that. Um, hopefully they'll change course from doing stuff for her and focus on helping the larger yeah. galaxy. Yeah. We, we like have been joking about it the last few episodes. I'm not joking about it. Just like saying it very, very matter of factly that she's up to something like nefarious. I don't think she is like just yet. I think we're just seeing that she like time and time again, is like not going out on a limb for them. Like even when they step up to the plate for her, Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe that's just like causing a divide and yeah, they're they're just going to like walk away from it from their own choosing. Like I don't think she's plotting anything. I think they're just like, yeah, you're not really a good friend and you're kind of just looking out for yourself. So once mm-hmm. they're done, they're, they're Splitsville. Um, so I just want to throw out like one of the quotes I liked from the first episode. Uh, it's in that Tech and Omega conversation and it's kind of like a moment of self reflection for Tech and like self-realization. Um, he pretty much says, I may process moments differently, but that doesn't mean I feel any less. Uh, yeah, that hit. I, I mean, I just like that one just because it's just, a, you know, the Bad Batch as a whole, each and every one of them are pretty different and they're wired differently and Tech's kind of just reflecting on how he thinks and what you know, maybe he can't help that sometimes, like his matter of factness. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just like in his nature. But I thought that was just a nice shout out to, you know, people process emotions different. And yeah, I mean, it's so funny, like talking about all that deep stuff when, you know, this is like an animated show, but it gets into pretty, uh, pretty serious topics here. Yeah. It does, yeah. it, I think it goes like both ways too. Like this kind of goes into the second episode, but I feel like when people like, so analytical and like not empathetic he's just very matter of fact right but at the end of the second episode he says something like or omega's like you know there's a lot of people out there like mako and then he's also like well there's a lot of people out there like us too so it kind of goes both ways you know like yeah that one had like that had more of a positive spin on it 
Like, yeah, he says things like very, like, as they are, like, matter of factly, but sometimes um, there's a little bit of like an upbeat to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are more of us, Tim. There are more of us. It's literally like what the thing that you were saying at the end, that Omega kind of repeated tech saying that we always find a way or whatever that mm-hmm. that's them flipping that on its head. Yeah. Tech is now kind of echoing. No echoing. Pun echoing. Uh, <laughs> uh, Omega. Yeah. And just showing that, that hopeful, um, hopeful nature. Yeah. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, Right in that scene, too, I don't know if you guys had any similar thoughts, but they show Omega, and she kind of has that, like, inquisitive look with, like, the her chin resting on her hand. I don't know. That, just, that, that seemed very, um, like, Obi-Wan to me. I don't know if you guys... Which when, scene when was this? At the very end? Yeah, right Right when they're talking, uh, like, right before the, the quote Tim just said with, you know, there's more people like us. Omega kind of has that, like, that thinker, <laughs> that thinker look. I don't know. I just very that. like, just very like Obi Wan stroking his beard, scratching the beard. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just just like to point that out. Uh, did we do? Did we do the synopsis for the second episode yet, or no? Uh, yeah, I kind of just roped it in um, at the top. What did you guys think of the second one in general? I thought the what you were saying about uh, like serious topics. They hit some real, like, emotional, like, mental health topics in this with, like, all the uh, the workers' attachment to this uh, – what's his name again? Mako. 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 Um, like, it's, it's a weird, like, extremely toxic relationship, but it's, like, almost like a savior complex that they have towards him. So yep. they like bow down to him no matter what. And I, I thought it was like pretty powerful when he does like when he does die and they're all kind of looking at each other like really upset, but also like that kind of had to happen. Like it happened all so fast, but I think there was a lot like packed in there emotionally. Yeah. yeah. And kind of like, I mean, we saw it with um, Benny, the character you know, the kid character that we follow. It's such like a, like a hope for him and like almost like that blind devotion. And then like, you know, like you're saying, when he falls over the rails and dies, they're kind of just like, it's maybe like, all right, well, everything I knew and everything I believed in, well, that's pretty much gone now. So now what? Like, what do we yeah. do now? I but, feel like, um, yeah. Um, I like the solo vibes, the like Corellia solo I was, vibes. I was thinking the same thing. I feel like, that's such like a classic like Star Wars trope, right? Like this, oh, yeah. uh, like overarching this like governing person, and they have like a worker system. So yeah, I was thinking like Lady Proxima. Um, I feel like this has come up a few times on Clone Wars. These like worlds that are ruled by these these people. Uh, what's the other one? Oh yeah, like I mean, it's Uncarp effectively plot slave, effectively slavery. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty oh, yeah. pretty much. Um. Yeah, like Ray going back to Unker and like you know just getting money exchange time and time again, just like this guy that's just being a jerk and making all these people work. Uh, I feel like comes up a lot, and I thought he he literally sounded like him, the guy Unker Plot. That's his name, right? From Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it reminded me of 
It reminded me of the Zygerians. I mean, they were full-on slave people yeah, in yeah, Clone yeah. Wars, but it just kind of had that. What, what was his species? To I was thinking that, too. I thought I that he think... might have been one. Yeah, because I, I, I know they're more like cat-like people, but I don't think – I think this is something different. He was like he was like a Trend Ocean and a Zygerian like morphed into wine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll have to uh, have to look that one up. I'm not sure if his species like existed before this or not, but um, yeah, kind of also where you're tying into what you said um, that little beat at the end, right? Um, how these people throughout the galaxy are they're not empire, but they're just as bad and you know, they're creating just as bad environments as the Empire is. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole, like, the power vacuum, you know, they said the techno union left, and that just leaves, um, you know, leaves power to be taken, and then we see abused with these people. Um, so, not a good situation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice. I feel like every episode that's, like, not been a direct submission has been them doing something, like, noble for like Mm -hmm. it's not affecting like the galaxy as a whole like it's not like a rebel versus uh empire type uh battle type thing but it is them kind of thwarting evil in a way yeah just standing up for like what's kind of thing yeah a little bit at a time helps time and time again comes up i'm kind of realizing now that like that's more they kind of said it there that's one of the themes of the entire show is that like everyone's kind of like a bad person. Wait, not everyone, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, they're, <laughs> they're just like skeptical of everyone, you know, like it's a time of like, you don't know who to trust kind of thing. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. And especially, I mean, in this early empire time too, right? Like the galaxy is kind of just in this term, uh, turmoil and, mm-hmm. A lot of times, yeah, they find themselves in situations that aren't great. Um, something I did, I mean, like, maybe, I don't know, I, like, tying it back to the Coruscant episodes with the clones and Palpatine and everything. Uh, in those, like, it was kind of a mission to tell the truth of what happened. And, like, we saw the truth get manipulated from Palpatine, and it mm-hmm. didn't work out in the end. But I feel like this was a good example of, you know, they told the truth that... Um, the Ipsium like wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't degrading and that things were actually a lot better than the, all the workers knew and you mm-hmm. know that truth gets out and everything changes um so it was kind of an example of you know they did what they were supposed to you know got the truth out there and actually things worked out in the end mm-hmm. also yeah. was that was that guy's name drake <laughs> yeah. drake yeah the the older a, guy yeah what a chad <laughs> <laughs> I I thought he was going to say me when he was like, oh, I'm going to announce the best. What was the word he was he was using? The best, like, gatherer? Or oh, something? The top, uh, the top, top earner? Yeah. Top earner? Like I, I think earner was the word. Yeah. Yeah, that's when he announced Drake. I thought he was going to be like, and the best gatherer, best earner is me. But he goes, mm. it's Drake. And he pulls out <laughs> a chicken wing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know when um, Mako was like, going to town with all that food it just reminded me of uh i knew you were gonna bring it up (laughs) if you didn't bring it up i was gonna bring it up it was i mean it was perfect they were like savages (laughs) they were going after that (laughs) man's gotta eat 
Apparently, he's big enough. It's a big oh, man. man. Friggin' Marco. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. The whole the whole competing for food. Um, Omega, like, blatantly calls that out to Benny. Uh, and then she just, like, offers him freely his, her, her ration. And he's, like, so confused as to <laughs> why she's doing that. Yeah. Um, I thought that was another good beat. Mm-hmm. He's also, like, such a, a coward. Like, he's, it seems like he's just kind of been beat into submission of, like, being scared of everything. Probably yeah. mostly by this one guy. But, like, I, I, I'd also, like, ask you guys, like, can you understand why he was, like, acting that way? Like, I mean, I feel like, at, from my point of view, I can, like, at least understand it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Dude, starving and his only uh, source of food is this one guy that he believes to be his savior, but is really... His oppressor. I could I could see Benny being like one of those characters that like comes up again, kind of thing. Mm. Like kind of like they a Chuchi situation. Kind of like a Chuchi situation. Like it's like a friend that will come back in action, like at the right time. You know, just an yeah. ally. An ally, I think, is the the name for it. So I could see yeah. him popping up and interacting with, if not the Batch, like maybe maybe Omega, but yeah, like maybe someone else down the road. Um. Kind of like, uh, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the names of the the Martel sisters. Martez, yeah, Martez, yeah. Like they were they were in a few episodes, and then we didn't see them for a bit, and then we came back. Yeah, I so, forgot about that. I can see we that were, they were uh, at the garage the other week, where uh, Rex took the clone. Oh, that's true. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I missed that. I mean, he said uh, said something like an old friend's garage, old friends of mine garage. They're not here or something. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely the same place. Flew over my head. Yeah, so I, I can see Betty Boy just popping up, popping I like up him. down the road. Yeah, he's a good guy. For a split second, I thought he was going to be uh, Lux Bonteri. <laughs> oh, from, from the Clone Wars. Yeah, that would have been funny. Like, just kind of lost his way and just ended up being a little thief. The thief with a, with a good heart, technically, maybe yeah. at the end. <laughs> just doing what he has to. I did watch uh, that episode pretty recently. So that's when you first meet Bo-Katan, the, that Clone Wars episode, because I was doing all my Mandalorian episode rewatches. Yeah. And then, like, Lux and Ahsoka go, and they meet the Death Watch, and then... You meet Bo. Spawn Terry, season three, Mando, question mark? <laughs> Imagine. That'd be cool. <laughs> possible. It's possible. Uh, anything else you guys want to point out from this episode or these whole, these two as a whole? Uh, I think we hit everything. For me, at least. Yeah. I guess, you know, maybe we can just, like, speculate what, what maybe what we see coming next. I'm looking now. So we have one, two, three, four, five. Of course, two of them are bunched together, so not a lot left. Like you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, uh, March will come and go, and, and that's going to be it. So we're kind of in the maybe the home stretch. Tim, I don't know if you're looking at these uh, these episode titles, but I have them up. And yeah, me too. I mean, just based off the titles, they look pretty. Uh, I mean, you, you never really know. Next week's episode is called Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you know. That could be taken so many different ways. It could just be 
animals going through metamorphosis and the bad batch helps them out or something <laughs> true <laughs> or it could be crosshair going through some stuff we haven't seen him in a while and we're coming down the stretch here i would like uh i would definitely like some more crosshair going down the stretch yeah yes. we have, you know this this might make sense that's a that's a good bet we haven't seen him in a little bit so yeah yeah that's kind of got my, three paths right hope. now you got like you have the the batch themselves and following them. You have Crosshair, and then you have like whether it's Rex or just like the larger like clone, maybe cloning like storyline. It's still out there, you know. I feel like those three things are gonna end up converging in the end. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy with that. Maybe I don't know. Do you think we'll see Echo back this season or? Or maybe maybe next season. I think because they were so That's close to, to calling him at the at the end of episode nine, like they were like, if he was around, they easily would have just been like, all right, head, like we need help, we need you back. I could see yeah. I could see him and Rex coming back for the two part finale. Yeah, yeah, I would like that for sure. The summit <laughs> and Plan Ninety Nine. That's that's got to be something heavy. You know, you're yeah. calling Rex for that one. Plan 90, 99 comes back. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that would be my, my greatest a- fantasy. After he's, <laughs> after he's done with the heist. That's right. Oh, the man. star. Actual MVP. <laughs> That'll do it for today's episode of Wookiee Prisoner Time. Thanks to everyone joining along. Uh, on today's discussion episode as we took a look at the latest episodes of The Bad Batch. I also want to give a special shout out to our friend Isabel who created a new logo for the show. Um, It's really great. We're really excited about how that turned out. Um, We have the next six episodes of Bad Batch still to go and of course Mandalorian Season 3 airing next week. So we're really excited to dive into that in the coming weeks. Uh, So for all of us here at Wookiee Prisoner Time, we'll see you next time. May the Force be with you, always.